Hi, and welcome to That's My Rini Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots? Or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever. Not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. Hi, and welcome back to That's Myrony Podcast. I am your host, Alicia Myronic, and I am super excited to have my next guest, who is now my uh, spiritual superhero friend, because for you guys know, I like to call my intuitive gift, my spiritual spidey sense, and my friend Damian Nordman literally has a podcast called You Are the Superhero. And there's also a little bit more I want to share about Damien before I um, be, before he's on. But Damien Norman is a mindset coach, business coach, and mentor to superheroes. He works with dharmapreneurs, entrepreneurs whose business are unique expressions of their higher purpose to help them align with the superhero hero success laws for greater impact and profitability. He coaches people to transform their money story and live the most authentic and embodied life possible. So if that isn't exciting enough, let's now bring on Damian Nordman. So Damian, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, what's up, Alicia? How you doing? I'm super excited because, you know, your podcast was the first podcast I was ever interviewed on. And I love that it was called You Are a Super, You Are the Superhero because my first episode was called Discover Myrony and Your Inner Superpower. So, oh my gosh, it was I'm like, not, I, th- I thought, I thought you were on Dan's before mine. So you were, no, on, you were, you were I mine? was, I was on yours first on my birthday, September 14th. And I was on oh Dan's gosh. the next day on September 15th. Oh, that's right. It was so close that, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Talk I've about my irony, right? So like it all worked out. It was the best birthday gift for myself because I literally had just gotten into the podcasting world. And then what's so funny is my first time I ever got behind the mic was with Dan McPherson of, we're going to give Dan a shout out for his podcast, Dreams Are Real, and our incredible podcast manager and her team, Michelle Abraham of Amplify You. And so they are ultimately how we are connected and now having this conversation. So yay to those superheroes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Michelle Abraham is a fantastic connector and uh, her team is stellar. Well, and you know, it's funny with Michelle is that it was on Dan's uh, Dan's interview, which you were interviewed on Dan's uh, podcast also. So that's how I got to hear all about you that I was like, oh my goodness, you know, I can't wait to have a conversation. Um, but it was Michelle in her interview that said she wanted to be the hay house for podcasters. And that was like singing like the, you know, aha, like I, 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 if I had my voice right now, I would even make a sound, but it was like, you know, like that ah moment that I was like, that's who I have to work with. 
because it's being part of that uh, soul heart centered. And so I love the fact that you call who you work with, you know, you're working with people, dharmapreneurs. So if you want to share a little bit more about what a dharmapreneur is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so dharma is a Sanskrit word that essentially means like your duty, your per, your, your life's purpose, your, your mission in life. And so, so I work with, entrepreneurs primarily and other people who have that entrepreneurial spirit, even if they don't have their own business, right? I mean, you can, you can kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit, even if you don't have your own business, but I primarily work with entrepreneurs and people who want to bring that higher purpose into their businesses, into their lives on a much greater level, because you know, some people are doing this, but I would say most people are not. Most mm -hmm. people are not living their absolute best life. They're not living their highest purpose. And then the other thing that I do in working with Dharmapreneurs, and this is kind of a new, this is like a, a new thing. This, this Dharmapreneur idea came to me in an intuitive download, probably less than a month ago, that word Dharma. I know. I, I absolutely love Dharmapreneur. Like I love Thank the you. word because it's so true what Dharma is. And, you know, for our listeners to explain what Dharma is, but like, that's just incredible. It just goes perfectly. Thank you. And it's so cool. Cause I'm getting all this good feedback about that, that name. And it was, it was very intuitive. So you could say that was a kind of irony. Yes. Was, Come on, let's use was, a word. It was, <laughs> It was, it was very, you know, it was not like I tried to sit down and think of it. It just came to me mm -hmm. in a flash. And the other cool thing is that the Dharmapreneurs, people I'm working with, uh, I teach them the 13 superhero success laws. And these are timeless laws of creation, of life, spiritual laws, divine laws, they, they, universal laws. They work for anybody, any place, any time, you just have to know which one you need to sync up with more at any given moment. And when you do that, life's easier, you are more abundant, you, you're more connected with your, yourself, so you're happier and you know what you're giving right. and you know what you're receiving and you can heal yourself. You can, you know, you can do things that are miraculous that to most people, but really are just what I feel like should be, be part of our normal everyday lives. And I think, well, I know will be eventually. It's just, you know, got to gotta take humanity a little bit of time to catch up with where some of us have, you know, been taught. Yes, exactly. And so that's where I want to dive into. So before we go into where your background is all in this, when you were a kid, do you recognize the superpowers that you now have? Did you, were you like- yeah. Okay, so what uh, we, you know, we, we, we call them the clairs, you know, we got clairvoyancy where we see things, clairaudience where we hear things, clairsentience where we sense things, claircognizance, my strongest one where we just know things. So out of the clairs, and then there's even one where you taste things and smell things and yeah. that's, that gets really interesting. But so out of that, which ones do you, and also did you recognize it at the time or was it later in life that you're like, oh, wow, that's what I had? Yeah, well, so I don't typically think of my my superpowers in falling into those categories exactly. Although I guess some of that, I mean, certainly I would have visions of of possibilities, and I would also have some direct intuition about 
myself and my parents and, and, you know, how things were somewhat out of sync in my life and the difference between my, my soul and my spirit self, which was huge versus the outer me, which, which felt very confined based upon the ancestral things and the genetic and the, the energetic things that I absorbed from my parents. But if I was to, to talk about a superpower, I would say that from a very young age, a lot of my superpowers were around enthusiasm mm-hmm. and passion and zeal and the ability to, to activate other people into productive motion. Because I was this kid, so I grew up in a small town in Campbellsville, Campbellsville Kentucky, which is a small town in South Central Kentucky. Mm-hmm. My parents were from Louisville, which is like the biggest city in Kentucky. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they were kind of city folks, but my dad was trying to be like this hobby farmer while they had this, you know, convenience <laughs> store and all this kind of jazz. So we lived on a, a 76 acre plot of land with with farmers and nature and forests and fields all around us and hills and all this good stuff. So I, you know, my I noticed that my older sister would invite friends over, you know, for, for part of a weekend, like a Friday night or something. And I, I always loved to have lots of friends. So I emulated that and I would want to just invite like everybody. And my mom's like, you know, okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think eight is probably good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I would have like these birthday parties and other things where we would just go out in the woods and build forts. And, you know, I just, I loved, I'd be on the phone, like calling up my friends, getting them to, you know, come to something. And I love to gather people together and do fun things, right? When I was right. from that time, and then when I was in high school, it was became more like, you know, we would we would actually have parties, right? Like these fun little parties of however many people we felt like we could get together that were not, you know, out of control, crazy, but but really cool people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that has translated into my adult life in the ability to invoke action in other people, right? To get people to do things that are productive for themselves, creative, fun, and particularly when we can get people together because there is a magic that happens in a group Yes, that is very powerful. The, and doesn't the really... synergy that it, that we experience when we when we come together is just like so powerful. And that's actually with Myrony you know, it's my irony, but I take the I out because it has nothing to do with I, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with we, which connects us to humanity, which connects us to something so much greater than even we can explain, you know? And I say God as that guy right there winking with, you know, God is love with an awesome sense of humor. And it's funny, I just had Karen Kenny on yesterday. And uh, originally I would say God with a wicked sense of humor, but then not everybody understands the context of wicked. So I now change it to awesome. So for her and I, I say wicked awesome. But, <laughs> but Karen Kenny, Karen Kenny is wicked cool. She is she wicked is, cool. She's wicked she, awesome. Like she, she big, is. Big shout I, out to Karen Kenny and the Karen Kenny Show. Her podcast is amazing. Also, also managed by Michelle Abraham of Amplify <laughs> You. So let's do another little shout out to Michelle. But <laughs> yeah, no, Karen. Karen's great. She's super high energy and 
just an amazing lady and loved, loved my interactions with her. Yeah, seriously. So now I, now this is what makes you so interesting uh, as one of my guests besides Cheryl Brewster, you know, Cheryl Brewster, right? You know, I have not gotten to oh. really talk to her, but I have met her in a group, in a like a V-team group or something. Before. You guys yeah. will want to connect. She's amazing. And she was uh, more on the, the study of metaphysics. I don't think quite to the extent of you, but um, she's she teaches a course on synchronicity and um, her episode, oh, I should know the number off the top of my head, but her episode that we did was just uh, was just beautiful because she was receiving messages while we were in the middle of recording. And it was just so profound. So you definitely will want to connect with Cheryl. Um, so big shout out to Cheryl Brewster too. <laughs> nice. But she, but the, the thing that I find so interesting and when I got to be on your amazing podcast, again, you are the superhero. Um, the fact that you studied this, you studied, you went and studied through the like school of metaphysics. So can you please share first off for anybody who does not know what the heck that is, how you got involved in that and you know, what's transpired from, from those incredible experiences? Yeah, that's a great question. So actually several questions there. So <laughs> I like to multi-layer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the the school of metaphysics, man, it is just this crazy organization, and it's gone through a lot of changes in the time since it was incepted. It was it was incorporated as a not for profit organization in 1973, and it's gone through a lot of ups and downs and changes. And you know, I I stuck with the course because it, there was just so much richness and value for me you know personally but also for anybody who came through that that school because now how did you how did you find it how did you discover this school in the first place actually through my high school humanities teacher oh wow yeah he actually had them come in a couple times and do some presentations on oh how cool interpretation meditation yeah and so I actually started there when I was still a senior in high school. I started taking courses there. And, and where is the school at? Well, mm, they used to have 16 locations around the Midwest and kind of kind of moving into like the West. But um, I think they have 10 locations now and the headquarters is in Missouri. It's mm-hmm. just south of or just north of Springfield, Missouri. So you know, we would learn things like universal laws, meditation practices, uh, dream interpretation, lucid dreaming, concentration skills and focusing. Um, we even learned how to understand the world's major holy scriptures and, and put them into practical use, not from a religious standpoint, right. but for a very deep understanding of universal law, truth, well, I yes, like would, I like looking yeah. at the spiritual text as they're just channeled messages over time. And if we start putting together, we might be putting together a bigger puzzle by putting it all together than only saying, oh, this is the only way of thinking. Yeah, there's a remarkable like when you when you can read a good translation of all the different holy books, like the things that Jesus said in the Gospels of the Bible there's distinct overlap to what Gautama the Buddha said in the Dhammapada. 
and what Lao Tzu said in the Tao Te Ching and what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for one, you got to have some pretty good translations and you have to kind of stick with it and read through all those and, and be able to see some of the correlations and also put aside any, you know, religious views that you might have or have heard other people talk about, because I feel like you go to the source, right? You go to the masters who taught, mm -hmm. you know, they're the ones who these religions were built around these exactly. great people then then you kind of bypass all of the weird dogma and all the stuff that people have piled on top of it over the years and you really come to understand that in many ways they were all saying the same thing yeah they all talk about love they all talk about your your focus and your attention and the power of your thought they all talk about connecting with something that's deep inside of you like like one of my favorite things from the bible they somebody asked jesus they're like what's the greatest law and jesus says to love your to love the lord your god with all your heart all your mind and all your soul and then he says the second is like unto it which is to love thy neighbor as thyself mm -hmm. so he didn't say love god he said to love the lord your god right which why would he say it that way right the lord your god it's what you I, connect to as god whatever that is exactly and without yeah. without judgment and jesus was the ultimate depiction of compassion right. and you know and it's 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 really funny that um i was actually one of those uh one of those people that i had turtle totally turned against god in the bible and i was going on a totally different path um because i i made the mistake of putting god and some of the spiritual text in a box known as religion and it wasn't until everything that happened in my life um, after uh, after my dad passed and after my life literally was falling apart that then I tapped into my father's energy and I discovered I have a little bit of mediumship. It's not super strong, but it's very interesting how this what this message was that came through that continued me searching, which is very much in alignment with what you're saying. But my. Um, my mom discovered, so I was able to tap through in a different way and she discovered she could auto write and you're familiar mm. with auto writing. So oh, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. so it was crazy because when she discovered it, she literally auto wrote in my dad's handwriting and they were married wow. almost 43 years. They had this beautiful soulmate relationship. So the fact that, and that was, that was beyond trippy because my dad had some funky handwriting. <laughs> mm. So I asked, I was like, can I do this? So then finally I was able to tap into it. I mean, when I do, it's literally the pen moves almost on its own. It's kind of magical to see in itself. But the thing was, is that she and I would be asking the same questions, getting the same responses, you know, building that like, okay, you're not crazy. You're not making this up. And then I will never forget the day I had this feeling to ask my dad a question. I was like, dad, do you have something to tell me? And he's like, Alicia, you need to believe in the Holy family. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and he said, and I was like, Catholicism is the answer? Because that's what I was brought up with. And his answer was, no, it's like Taoism with the Holy Family. And then only a few months ago, I realized the Holy Family is everyone who's doing God's work. But it, that was one of the most profound. I mean, you know, you kind of pay attention when you got your deceased father giving you a profound message like that. And you're like, what the... <laughs> But it continued because when you get a message like that, you got to figure out where that came from. 
and I, and I think one of the best um, modern day books that kind of explains the five, the, the major religions is uh, Messages from the Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss, where that book literally shows how, exactly what you're saying, that why would God not give this information to everyone? But maybe he's not given, or maybe not all the pieces are given to just one person because we're meant to put it together. So, yeah. So I love the fact that you connect to that because that's actually part of this, you know, crazy story that I'm telling through this podcast. And, you know, that's the whole concept with Myrony is these things you just can't explain. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like you're saying, I mean, it's kind of like, I believe that the universe is ever expanding and ever evolving. Mm -hmm. And so why, you know, why would there be this one set of static rules for everybody right. to live? I mean, think about it, even in like today's, in, in like today's context, you wouldn't read, if you're an entrepreneur, you wouldn't read one book on success and then be right. like, oh, that's it. I mean, I, even if you read a great book, like Think and Grow Rich, which is a fantastic timeless yeah. book, yeah. if that's the only book you ever read and you never learned anything else about anything in your field or your or or other what whoever you serve or the products you're trying to create you'd never get anywhere i mean so so there's constantly new understandings new way of of, of right. contextualizing even ancient concepts that bring it into new light that make it fresh that make it renewed that bring new you know humor new new clarity so you gotta, yeah, you gotta keep evolving. And you but I always find it, I always find it interesting that, you know, people are like, oh, if it's not in the Bible, it can't be. It's like, why don't you think God would speak in this day and age? You know, right. like um, conversations yeah, with God, you know, Neil Donald Walsh, like that book is written in this modern way that is so profound, but funny and entertaining. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, why, you know, it's, it just amazes me that people are like, God's speaking to us all the time. And again, we don't have to say God, you know, if it's source, higher power, universe, just something greater. You know, if Jesus is the one that's speaking to you, if it's, you know, someone else, like, but just, you know, recognizing that. But to me, like, why wouldn't we be spoken to at this time? Because we yeah. sure as heck need it at this time. <laughs> well, it, it's also, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to think that, yeah, it was only from, I don't know, the, the time of Adam and Eve or, or Moses or whatever, you however far back you want to go up to the time of Jesus that, that people could hear God. I mean, yeah. and, and only this small number of people. <laughs> right, I know. Like, all the other like, ones are chopped liver. They are just yeah. all going to quote unquote hell because yeah. they did not get this. I mean, it's just so funny. But like the yeah. other thing is, is I also have a theory with the really long uh, holy text is that they had to pass a lot of time. So it was written very confusing. And so people would just literally introspection after introspection and misinterpretation and, you know, let's see how far because they had to pass massive amounts of time. But we're now in a day and age where we don't necessarily need to spend that amount of time going so deep into things like does it really matter how people get there as long as we get there right if we can no, do I'm... it like super fast why not yeah and and yeah and i also want just something that that kind of 
has been a theme in my life on and off has been recognizing that what is what is spiritual to me is not necessarily going to be spiritual to another person and vice versa because i mean there was a time in my life when martial arts was such a spiritual practice for me when i was growing up when i was a kid when i was in high school you know the martial arts were very spiritual and it it brought me in in contact with a deep sense of myself you know, and then that's, that ceased to be as big of a thing for me. There's always kind of a part of me that's like, oh yeah, that was, it's always kind of cool, but that's not so much now what I get a lot of my connectedness and my divinity from. Um, So I think that's really important. And that's why I say when Jesus said uh, to love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your mind and all your soul, I think he was really talking about what I, what some people call like the, I am or the Atman, which is this, this Godhead that is us, right? Like the spark of who we are as an offspring of the creator, which then, which then is here to learn how to be a creator, right? Like Mm -hmm. we, which I I believe in past lives. I know you do too. Oh yeah. And I, the only thing that makes sense in my opinion, how can we just do this one time and be like, (laughs) ridiculous. I mean, that, that would be like, going to first grade and that's the only grade you get to do. And then it's like, ah, that's it. That's all yep. you get to learn. That? You're done. I yeah. Like yeah. Um, crazy. It's, it's crazy. So absolutely. Have absolutely. you, have, have you read conversations with God? Have you done? You know, I've books? never read it. I think I've read little bits of it. I have. You, you know, should really, books. you should really dive into that. It's a very funny story of how that book um, came into my life, which, you know, I can share another time or I can share here because I literally felt like I was divinely guided to it. Um, you want to hear the story really quick? <laughs> sure. So the number of 822 has been very significant to me because that was the day that I got married. And I literally say 821 is the day I challenged God because it was torrential downpour before this wedding in this hospital I was, you know, getting married at that I was, you know, where my dad was. And it, the, the uh, wedding was going to be in this courtyard. And so it was torrential downpour. So it's like, what, the reception's gonna be in the cafeteria? And everybody's like, what are you going to do? And, um, and I said, if there truly is a God, he will not take this away from my father. And what's interesting is I was a universe girl at this time. So the fact that I use those words was very poignant in my opinion now looking back like, okay, you know, you're, 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 you're setting yourself up for something more down the line. So I say 821 is the day I challenge God and 822 is the day God showed up. So in the middle of the night on June 1st of just this past year, I was woken up in the middle of the night. It was like 4 a.m. And I was given the message, go look at Facebook. And I'm like, what the heck? Why? Why am I going to Facebook? And sure enough, and it's very funny because it was um, a post that my friend, and I have pictures of this, so I can even send this to you. Be like, oh, that's pretty funny. There was a post that my friend who, who actually put um, a Bible, a verse, it was Roman something or other, I don't exactly, but there was, a, there was an author to check out and had 822,000 followers and it was Neil Donald Walsh. Now I did not know of Neil Donald Walsh and I've only heard of this book one other time. And so I click on it and I was like, conversations with God. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> because there's, you know, spiritual things that have happened in my life that have really connected more in a modern way of connecting to God. And so I go look at this book again, like whatever, now it's like five in the morning and I go to Amazon and I have six minutes to order the book before, um, 
you know, if I want it the next day, six is my lucky number. Like all these myronies happened around this book, Conversations with God. But I will tell you, it's one of the most powerful books from that position of creating. And so I highly, highly recommend it to you and our listeners because it's, it's just a modern day way of looking. And all Neil Donald Walsh did was channel these messages. And of course, he's been called a heretic and he's been called, you know, every name in the book because how could he have the power to do that? Because he's not a superhero. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful, you know, modern day way of looking at maybe why we're here. So, yeah. So that's Absolutely. my, that's my crazy story connecting me to 822, connecting me to that guy that no, you know, winking back there that I call Winky, who's also God. So <laughs> laughing hysterically at all of us in a good way, in a loving way. And at the same time, cheering like, yay. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you started studying, so going back to the school of metaphysics, which I love the fact that you were given these opportunities, but the whole idea with Myrony is that you have these synchronicities, but then there's an action, there's emotion behind it because we can see these signs, but so many people don't do anything about it. You know, so uh, that's one of the things encouraging people with this podcast is paying attention, especially when it shows up multiple times. So like the only reason, you know, I chose to read then listen to that. I, re I read and listen to that book, recommend both, but was because of that 822 connection, which was 16 years ago. Like, that's crazy, right? It's like, this was like laid out for me to maybe follow this additional path. So the fact that you were introduced to this, you know, in high school, and then you choose to follow into it. So how long were you part of the school of metaphysics? 22 years to the day. Wow. That's so incredible. And that's really funny because 22 is what all my numbers are connected around is 22. So that's, that's awesome. But with your, um, uh, with everything that you learned through the School of Metaphysics and then what you're, um, what you're teaching, your, your new program that you're going to be launching, which we'll, we'll go into. But I know we kind of talked about explaining a little bit about the 13 laws because we only, a lot of people only know a few. So can you kind of give like a, a breakdown, a rundown of what those 13 laws are that helps us discover our superpowers? Yeah, I don't know if we want to try to get to all 13 of them, but I can certainly dive into a few of I them. I mean, at least just say what they are. Like, just just the name of it. Okay, all right. Like, well, you don't have to go into detail. I just want to know what the 13 are. Okay. And then well, that will... will be, if people are interested, then they can continue and, and follow your program. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and I will say, I learned 13 laws from the School of Metaphysics, however... I have updated and, and combined and, and kind of changed some of them, let go of some of them and added some because, you know, we all kind of have our own understandings of how the universe works. And I just, I found that this is more clear for me and, and the students that I teach and the people I coach, people I coach. So um, I'll just, I'll list them. So there's the, there's the law of clear perspective, the law of intuition, mm -hmm. the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. the law of relativity, the, well, I, what I call the law of wealth and worth, the law of evolution, the law of believing and knowing, the law of embodiment, the law of time, 
the law of masculine and feminine, the law of focus, the law of infinity. And then when you have them all kind of working together, you have what you could either call the unified law or the complete law, because they all kind of all the other 12 funnel right, in and come create, together. create the 13th, which is, which is really all of them working together, but there is sort of a way to activate that one as well. So, so those are the 13. Um, Very cool. I now really want to know more, but we're not, we're not going to go dive into that because that's part of what you, what you teach. And, you know, well, we, we, can, we can talk about a couple of them. Okay. If you want. I mean, we're, so we're, what you go, you, you share with what you want, let your intuition guide us as to well, what, you, what little which, lesson which, you want to teach us. Do you want to learn more about? Cause that, that could be more interesting. Of the ones I said, was there one or two that like stood out? Um, well, you know, it's like the ones that um, I obviously connect to is the law of intuition, the law of knowing and believing, like, that's like my life now. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have heard the law of intuition, but the law, yeah, let's just go to the law of knowing and believing. Yeah, it's actually the law of believing and knowing. Oh, believing and knowing. I'm sorry. Backwards. Yeah. So that's a really, that's one of my favorite ones to, to, to study and practice and teach on because Oh, I'm glad I chose it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's an easy, easier one for people to grasp because we all have beliefs, right. right? We all have things that whether we, and some of our beliefs we're aware of, but a lot of our beliefs are very unconscious. A lot of our beliefs are very below the surface of our, our conscious thinking. But right. these, beliefs, these beliefs guide us and drive us to do different things or not do different things. And so- the degree to which our beliefs are set is the degree to which we have certain limitations, mm -hmm. right? And so when you can believe that something is possible that is beyond your level of experience, that's right. beyond what you've accomplished. So, uh, you know, let's take an example of a simple example, like that I think most people can grasp. Like if, if you've never started a business before, right? If you've always just worked a job, if you've always just kind of done the regular thing, whether that's corporate or whether that's, you know, blue collar work or whatever, and you've never created your own business in order to, if you actually start to think, well, I'd like to, I think I have a desire to do that. I would like to be an entrepreneur. Well, you have to, you have to formulate a belief right. that that's possible. And that can, some of that can come directly from within, like inspired, like directly from within you. But oftentimes it's going to come from who you interact with, right? Like mm -hmm. talk to a friend or a cousin and they're like, oh, my business is going great. I just started this new business. And you're like, huh, maybe I could start a business. Maybe I could be an entrepreneur. And maybe then you read a book uh, like, I don't know, like Success Principles by Jack Canfield or Think and Grow Rich or right. any number of things that stimulate you to go, oh. So it's like you, it's almost like it creates a spark that then you can continue going down. Like we always have to have a catalyst for something. Right, right. But maybe it's like that little spark that then is like, oh, I want to continue and see where that's taking me because um, when did you exactly. also say that that's also some sort of intuitive pull that may also yeah. be that bigger well, and, connection? And that's, where, that's where all the laws intersect as well, because, you know, and that's why the, the complete law, the unified law is important because 
all these laws overlap each other. I mean, there, there's literally almost like it's all enmeshed together, but right. we're, take, we're taking and separating out different laws so we can kind of study the components so that we kind of understand how it works. So with, with believing and knowing, the, the next step then is you have to increase your belief. You've got to do some things which involves taking some action. Mm-hmm. It involves maybe some communication to where your belief can turn into expectation and faith until you get to this, this point of such extreme expectation that you know that this next step is just going to happen. It manifests, you have a manifestation. Maybe you, you know, you, you, you actually do all the steps and you start your business, right? You right, start your right. business. And, and you're, you're, you're working it, you're working it to whatever degree. Well, now, you know, that you, you can be an entrepreneur. You might not know that you're yet like a super successful entrepreneur, but at least you took all these steps, these actions that got you to a certain level of knowing, which now is changing your beliefs, right? So Mm -hmm. now your beliefs are shifting and now you're going through the process again. So it's ongoing. So I often use another simple, like an even simpler example really simple example for most people in the United States. When you were a kid, five, six, seven, eight, you didn't know how to drive a car yet, right? You didn't even, your body wasn't even big enough to drive a car. Right. But you saw all these adults around you driving cars, driving trucks, dri- you know, driving SUVs and minivans. And you're like, it's like a no brainer. One of these days, I'm going to get behind the wheel. I'm going to learn how to work the pedals, the wheel, the shift, the, if you've got a stick shift, you know, the clutch, if you got that going and, and the wipers and all that stuff, you're not even really thinking about it. It's just an expected part of our society. So we move from believing to knowing usually very fluidly yeah. in learning how to drive a car. Right. And so, but if you think about it, the car is an invention that's barely a hundred, 120 years old you know, it wasn't around 200 years ago. Right. So, so anyway, this whole concept of moving from believing to knowing is one where the more you can give yourself experiences to move into knowing, you transform your beliefs, which makes moving into knowing again. And you can do this with anything. It doesn't matter if you want to access past lives. It doesn't matter if you want to be able to be a multimillionaire. It doesn't matter if you want to manifest the, the greatest relationship, the right romantic relationship, or, or if you like want to have divine friendships and you kind of feel like you've always been alone. It doesn't matter what. If you want to heal yourself of anything imaginable, you can use the law of believing and knowing to step-by-step step change your beliefs a little bit, have some knowing through your experiences, change your beliefs, have some experiences, and eventually this moves from believing to knowing to understanding. Mm-hmm. And the understanding is when it's so rooted in you that you could teach it to other people. Maybe you have already taught it to other people and it's, 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 it's a permanent part of your understandings in your heart yeah. and throughout your whole being. Well, and I always say that's the awareness. Like when we gain the awareness, you can't go back. You, it's like, it becomes a part of you. You know, and um, and I love the fact of these laws coming together and, and what just came to me with that is the same concept of what we were talking about with um, uh, with the or if we want to look at this, uh, the holy word and we, we put them, we take them apart, but put it together and maybe that's the actual, you know, unified message. 
you know, yeah. so it kind of makes sense that the the laws would work in would work in the same way. So I love that. I, I love that. And I think that's I think this is one of the most powerful things that we can learn. We can tap into ourselves is being able to look from this divine direction versus, you know, this the human direction that most people are always you know looking at. And um, it's a, a powerful message that was received um, was one foot leads straight, the other is misguided. Both are necessary and always present. Make sure to follow the straight foot because it's the fastest path to your destiny. And when we can really truly, and sometimes it's trusting and, and it is, it's creating a belief, it's creating faith, but you know, truly to have faith, we have to let go of all fear. But um, I think one of the most powerful things that I ever connected to on the side of manifestation, because I will admit, when I read The Secret, I was kind of like, eh, like, I know some people love The Secret, so don't, you know, don't shoot me for that one. But, you know, it's like, I just felt that way of that was explained was on a very selfish level. And I didn't, I, it, I just didn't resonate with me because it was like, oh, you can create whatever you want. It was in Neil Donald Walsh's first book with Conversations with God, book one. This was my aha moment. And this is actually the catalyst that then continued where I truly believe is how you and I are having this conversation today. But in the book, it says, if you truly want something, you need to act and not think. Once you think, you've killed the action and just act. So when we act from that place of intuition, when we act from that place of guidance, when we act, when we, when we hear something and we're like, wait, did I really hear that? Or did I really see that? Or did I really sense that? Or did I really feel that? That I think is where we're able to start tapping more into our quote unquote superpowers. And so yeah. I love the fact that what you're, what you're doing is showing people from an educational standpoint of, of how to do that. So that is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's interesting. One of the things like what you're talking about, I feel like fits in with what I call the law of embodiment, mm -hmm. which, which I, the way I was taught, it was the law of I am, but I call it the law of embodiment because it's, I think it's a little more what you're taught, what you're describing. But I think the, one of the important things to realize with that law is that we're, we're each an individual. So we're kind of coming back to this, this whole idea of individuality and even though we're all connected to the whole, we're all part of the whole, we're all going to be able to understand things in a different way. And so sometimes I would say like what, what you just said about the thing Neil Donald Walsh said about just act, sometimes that has worked really well for me. Other times just acting has been, ended up forcing, right? And I've had to come back to uh, thinking and feeling and understanding the relationships between thought, emotion, action, uh, you know, my, the movements of my body. And I think that's why it's so important that we have, again, all these different ways. Right. So, so whether it's the secret, you know, or, or Neil Donald Walsh and conversations with God, whether it's, um, you know, Abraham Hicks, whether it's any mm -hmm. of these amazing teachers who are out there and so many, there's just so many, they provide a certain window that anybody who happens to be resonating with that window with that with that particular linkage can get plugged in and that's why you know we we can have infinite abundance because no matter what a person is doing and there's a lot of this thought in the business world of like scarcity right like right. like there's too much like there's too many people doing the same thing and that can be in almost any field 
but I don't really believe that because no. I believe that there's always abundance when you have something unique to give. And it might just, you know, in some ways just look slightly different than something else somebody's doing, but you're bringing your own unique flavor. You're bringing your own unique vibration. You're bringing your own unique perspectives to it. And so it, it can totally flourish no matter what, if you're, if you're, if you're connected within yourself, which is that, you know, law of intuition and the law of embodiment kind of working together where yeah. you're coming from within that, that authenticity from within. Well, I have actually a message that was just guided to share. And these are part of these channeled messages that I'm starting to share through this podcast. And, um, and what I'm going to be doing is sharing these messages through, well, we've got to learn about our private podcast for our members. So that's, that's like, that's going to be out soon, but I was just kind of guided to share this message about acting from a place of, you know, timing and being authentic to it. So just give me one, you know, it's a little short paragraph, but it's a timing for execution or I'm sorry, timing for executing action received from a vision or intuition as as critical as the message itself. Instinct is paramount in the orchestration of a successful plan. If instinct tells you to wait, then you must wait until instinct tells you the time is right. Having patience when immersed in an undesirable situation is harder than one might anticipate, especially when the soul is being drained and feeling fearful. Instinct tells the soul to escape from the danger, but intuition tells it to stay and wait. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like it doesn't, it's not just about action. It's about being in alignment with it all. Because if we do try to rush things, and believe me, oh my God, have I tried to rush things. (laughs) But it's more for the fact that I believe now I realize it was for people I was supposed to meet. They were the puzzle pieces. You know, I say life is like a a giant puzzle. And I believe that the Myronies help show us to the puzzle pieces, which are actually the people. And it's all about connection, which connects us on a whole of humanity and then something greater. So I feel I feel grateful for the uh, the myronies that have connected us here today, and you know it's just been it's been super fun. I mean, I you know to share uh, to share with the listeners, it was so funny because again, you were the first interview I ever did, so I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. But the funniest thing is that I had to go to Best Buy and um, right before, because I had to get an adapter, um, one of those adapters, because I only had one USB port and I needed a multiple USB port. I got this new computer. I was like, shoot, I only have one USB port. I need to plug in a microphone and, you know, a camera. (laughs) And I go to Best Buy and, you know, now this is when you're changing your, um, your podcast name because you had a different podcast name. You were changing it to You Are the Superhero. And only because I went to Best Buy, as I'm leaving, I'm in Best Buy, no joke, 10 minutes, if that. And as I'm walking out, that song Kryptonite by, what, Three Doors Down or something yeah. comes on. <laughs> and I start laughing so hard because I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. Whatever this is that we're, you know, Damien and I are going to have this conversation because how much more fun could it be on a podcast called You Are the Superhero? So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just been, um, it's just, I love our conversations that we have because I love being able to see it almost from a, I don't want to say just, um, you know, a, a scientific way of looking at it, you know, like a schooling, an education of something so much greater, because, you know, sometimes people are always like, um, 
you know, oh, this is just how it is, you know, um, like you, you got to find this, this within yourself or whatever, or, you know, read this book. I love the fact that you're actually, you, there's, there's an education around it because even though some people may truly have gifts, just like an artist, you know, we can all be artists, but I am not an artist by any means. You know, I, I look like a, I don't even know what grade I would count my art at. And then there's people that truly have the gifts. It's, I think the same thing happens with our, with these, uh, these superpowers, but we all have the abilities and all we got to do is tap into it. And so when we're able to be taught on like a step-by-step -step way of bringing the awareness and how, and then you just, you know, start connecting it more and more. So, so to go into um, your new super, geez, now I forgot it, superhero up, no, darn it. Superhero, superhero breakthrough breakthrough academy. superhero <laughs> breakthrough academy okay sorry that i messed that up but i love superhero breakthrough academy which you are launching do you know exactly when you're going to be launching it yet yeah it'll be the first week of february okay uh, yeah it's gonna be the first week of february and you want me to talk about that Is yes that please yeah. please so so we are going to be covering all 13 of the universal laws all the superhero success laws and we're going to cover one law per month because it is a 12-month program. And then we'll kind of wrap it up where you can kind of understand the 13th law because they're all connected. But yeah, we're going to be doing a deep dive focus into each one of these laws. We're going to be gearing it so that you have the tools to manifest your heart's desire um, so that you can discover or deepen your life's purpose. And then for those who are truly dharmapreneurs and, and want to grow their business, I'm also going to be showing how you can apply that to your business and how you can have strategies that really work for your business. Because one of the things I wish I had when I was starting out as an entrepreneur, I wish there had been someone like me who could say, look, all right, you're an individual. I know, you know, what, let's figure out what you need. Let's figure out what's going to work for you. Right. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot of strategies. There's a lot of ways to get the word out about your business. There's a lot of directions you can go with your business, no matter what you're doing. Right. But you know, but it needs to be customized. You know, you can't, you can't do a one size fits all. No. So I, so I work with people to, to get specific about what's going to work for them, give them steps hold them accountable, stay with them and work them through that whole process. And then even if you don't have a business, you can come to the Superhero Breakthrough Academy and you're going to learn all the steps to have a successful life and manifest your heart's desires. So that's starting in February. However, probably in a few weeks or maybe by January, I am going to be doing a nine day training where you're going to get to free, where you're going to get to learn a lot of this stuff. So um, hopefully I'll have a link for that, that I can send you before this podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure to air it so that we'll be able to have that oh, link. Sorry, silly me. If you want to, if you really want to get in touch with me, by the way, the best way, the absolute best way is to join the Dharmapreneurs Facebook group. It's called Dharmapreneurs Superheroes in Business and Life. We're having a lot of fun in there. I'm going to be just posting all kinds of stuff. I'm posting on the laws and I'm teaching a bunch of fun things. So Dharmapreneurs, superheroes in business and life, 
Facebook group. There you go. Yes. And I'm part of the group and it's super fun. And I can't wait to dive deeper into all of that. So um, I just, uh, this has just been so much fun, Damien. I hope you've enjoyed our, our deep dive conversation because, you know, this is what lights me up is having deep conversations like this and, you know, being able to share how we can actually put it into motion in our life and be able just to share with, you know, everyone else out there. And so I love what you're doing. I love that you're creating this program and for, you know, everyone to, you know, hopefully learn how to become their own superhero. So, <laughs> so again, besides the Dharmapreneurs, what's the best way to contact you? What, um, uh, anything that's, else? But we'll have really, this all in, we'll have this yeah. all in the show notes, of course, but. That's really the best way. You can also, you know, message me at, uh, on Facebook or Instagram. I'm Avatar Damien on Instagram. But really, the, the best way is just to jump into the Dharmapreneurs group because that's where all my fun stuff is, is kind of radiating from that point. Okay, awesome. Awesome, awesome. And do you know when your, um, your nine-day your, your nine program, do you have an idea? I know you're it's launching. Gonna, it's either going to be the end of December or the beginning of January. I don't have, I just, this just kind of came to me recently. So it'll, it'll, it'll be posted pretty soon. Okay. Awesome. Well, Damien, thank you so much for being the superhero that you are and being able to now share that with, uh, with everyone else. And, um, I, I just, I look forward to, you know, what you're, what you're creating. I look forward to the way we were totally brought together. Thanks to Myrony and, you know, working together and, just trying to trying to help the world, you know, just gain this greater awareness because we all deserve to be superheroes. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. This has been a blast. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, to everyone, that's the end of this episode and see you next time. Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guests in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's Myrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. Finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.